Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. What the fuck did we watch? <laughs> what in the fuck? I... What? 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 Hey, this is just the beginning of Nick August, August Cage. <laughs> With oh. 1990s Wild at Heart. I don't know what we watched. <laughs> Well, perhaps I could be of assistance. So confused. But first, <laughs> I'm going to need something to help me out. <laughs> yeah, you are. We are far too sober. In honor of our uh, <laughs> uh, my symbol of individuality, <laughs> I have <laughs> some from Squatters. Ooh. An American wheat hefeweizen. It's got bald eagle on the front. It is red, white, and blue. America. <laughs> Five American grains come together with... T-E-T-T-N-A-N-G-E-R? Tettinger? Oh, Tettinger hops. Tettinger hops? Okay. Yeah, it's one of the And old beer yeast to deliver a soft mouthfeel with subtle notes of citrus. Finish with a lemon wedge and pour with unfiltered pride. All right. <laughs> Just like I... Nicolas Cage. Right. <laughs> full of unfiltered pride. <laughs> ah! My nice top! <laughs> <laughs> and the pour? Yeah. Ooh. It's a nice golden beer. It's got a little bit of a haze to it, which is appropriate for Hefeweizen. Yeah. Ooh, you can really smell... It smells quite raisiny, and you get a little bit of that banana and clove. Mm. Yeah, it's got a white head with lots of tiny bubbles. Steve's gone in for the sip. Oh, yeah. That's that's a half. Yeah, it's definitely got a yeah. little bit of the like citrus kind of notes on the hops. By the way, I like that the their like American Pride beer is a German beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it most beer originally like German? I mean, or Egyptian? I don't know, but I mean, if we really want to, are 
are they Egyptian in the way that Sean Connery is an Egyptian in, uh, <laughs> in Highlander? No, no, because Hefeweizen is a German beer, but there's the American Hefeweizen, which is basically just a hoppier version of it. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, make things better, just like football. Yeah, make by making it bitter. That's right. <laughs> American bitterness. <laughs> Give you more brain damage. <laughs> Woo! So, Steve, what in the fuck did we just watch? Oh, well, we watched 1990s Wild at Heart from director David Lynch. <laughs> See, Steve? I can't even get it out. <laughs> well, he's the director of Eraserhead and yeah. technically Elephant Man mm. uh, and Dune. You remember Dude, Dune? Fucking loved. When I is love Dune, Dune coming up on this? Point? We only do bad movies, Steve. That's a good point. <laughs> Reno Brendan is screaming into his mic. <laughs> Hi, Brendan. Shout out to WWTT. Yeah, Blue Velvet, oh, one of your favorite movies of all time. Jesus fucking Christ! Apparently, that's what is Blue Ribbon. Do it for Van Gogh, baby. Apparently, uh, that's one of David Lynch's more accessible films. Absolutely. Well, this was the one he did right after Wild yeah. Heart. Uh, then he also did Twin Peaks, Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire. Inland Fire Empire is like, the, yeah, yeah, the Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me for repeat offender on this podcast. Uh, but yeah, basically the last 20 years he's done like a bunch of shorts, uh, that Inland Empire movie, and then went back to Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucked it up. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, but this movie was also written, well, written by David Lynch. Based on a novel by Barry Gifford, though. Who's he, Steve? Well, there's basically two adaptations that uh, David Lynch has done of his work. This and The Lost Highway, which... Oh, shit. We may have to do on this podcast one day, babe. Lynch temper? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can do it. (laughs) Oh, but this movie, of course, stars patron saying the podcast, Sir Nicolas Cage. Oh, in all his glory. As Sailor Ripley. Yeah. Hey, Sailor. <laughs> and Laura Dern as Lula! I gotta say, I love Laura Dern. Yeah, well, she's great. You know what I love about David Lynch films? It's how realistically he portray- portrays women. From their makeup and clothes selections to their... The way they speak so naturally to other yeah, humans. Yeah, the dialogue is very, very succinct and very... Uh... Yeah, David Lynch movies are exactly what an alien would write if they were trying to mimic human speech. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of aliens, we also have Willem Dafoe in this movie Fuck as Bobby oh. Peru. This might be Willem Dafoe's creepiest character. You know? I am going to argue that be- that mustache alone. Oh yeah, that was a creepy mustache. And the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of creepy, Crispin Glover has a cameo Jesus in this Christ. movie. <laughs> you got Diane Ladd, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty jam-packed little movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I babe, still don't know what we watched. <laughs> well, babe, because this is a Nicolas Cage movie, do you remember how it starts? Fire. Fire cleanses all. Every Nicolas Cage movie apparently starts with fire. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's in his writer, like... Like, like when you hire Nicolas Cage, it's part of the contract deal. Yeah. The movie well, has to start with fire. Well, that's how we got Ghost Rider. I mean. <laughs> and Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance. When are we doing that? Do I get to pee far in this one? Uh, I'll see if I can work it into the script. But let's, uh, <laughs> let's stick to what's on the page, Nick. Yeah. And do you remember where this movie takes place? Where does this movie take place, Steve? Cape Fear. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I think we've got the wrong movie. <laughs> Hold up, I've seen this movie. If it says Robert De Niro immediately after, <laughs> we may have to stop watching. <laughs> or Robert Mitchum, I think that was the guy in the original. But yeah. Um, <laughs> we start off, we see uh, Nick Cage and Laura Dern walking down a little sending staircase. Um, and then a gentleman who we find out is Bobby Ray Lemon or something like that. That's his name. Uh, African American gentleman walks in and like, mm-hmm. hey, sailor. The lady at the top of the stairs gave me this to kill you. Pulls well, out a fucking switch. Do you remember what he said? Him. He says right in front of Lauren Dern, like, I heard you were trying to fuck this young lady's mother oh, in the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. That's not a great uh, way to have a date. She just paid me to kill you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, Sarah, he's got a knife. Sarah! 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 <laughs> 
you may think we're being over the top of that reaction, but no, it's not. And then uh, no, Nicholas Cage defends himself by bashing his fucking brains in, literally, like God damn. all over the step. Damn near threw him a curb party. Like it yeah. was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, it was like it was a Tarantino film. Yeah, so that's how we're introduced to the quote-unquote hero of the movie. The protagonist. Yeah. So there's Exposed Brain, and then we get uh, Nicolas Cage behind bars. And then it says, 22 months and 18 days later. Yeah. And I've written down, oh, he had the same lawyer he had in Con Air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he attacks him with a knife. He ends up killing him in self-defense. He gets two years in prison. Yep. All right. That's how that works, I guess. But uh, Nicholas Cage, well, I'm sorry, Sailor, uh, is out of jail. Or do we just want to call him Nick Cage? Let's call him Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. So you're not confused. Uh, basically, he calls Lula's house, but gets or her mother. And, of course, her mother's like, you'll never see my daughter. There's going to be a lot of bad southern accents in here, so I apologize. To all of our southern <laughs> listeners, we are not from the south. It's <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but, uh, you will never see my daughter. And, uh, of course, he's hell? like, Whatever. But Lula overheard, and she's like, well, I can't. I do what I want, mama. Yeah. <laughs> Only slightly over the top. Uh, so, uh, Sailor's out of jail. He's waiting to be picked up. And, of course, Lula picks him up in a nice big Cadillac <laughs> and brings him a present. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the present, babe? Oh, that's right. His snakeskin jacket. What does that snakeskin jacket represent to Mr. This, Sailor? This snakeskin jacket's a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. Did I ever tell you that? Every time Every you time. wear it. <laughs> Smash cut to a sex scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie is conservatively... 70% Lorna Dern just laying on a bed, get, either getting fucked yeah. or in, in nothing but tights. A lot of, lot of post-coital cigarette talk. Weird post-coital cigarette talk. Well, I mean, these are our main characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, but even for these two, shit gets weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, including in this one, we get a little backstory of uh, the story of Laura Dern and her, her Uncle Pooch. Yeah. yeah, there's a little uh, little bit of rape when she was 13, and of course we got a little flashback scene of that, sort of, so fast forward a bit. Uh, then they start talking about how the ozone layer is going to be gone, but, you know, it'll be in the next generation, and by then we'll be driving Buicks to the moon, so. <laughs> They'll be driving Buicks to the moon by the time that happens. Yeah, but uh, Sailor and Lula, they're... They're, they're, they're basically, they're, they're leaving. They can't go back home to her mom because the mom's fucking nuts. And so they're they're going to drive out to California with the couple hundred dollars they have in their pocket. But uh, the mom has other plans. And so she talks to Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Uh, what, the, what the fuck was his name in the movie? It was like Farragut. Yeah, Johnny Farragut. Yeah. But uh, I, I never, was he a cop? No, he's, like a, he's, he's a private detective. Private detective. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, he has the relationship with the mom, but the mom's like, I want you to go get my daughter and bring her back and, and from that murderer. And he's like, well, technically, <laughs> just manslaughter. And, you know, you know, he had a really shitty yeah. lawyer. Like, we remember right. that went down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I arranged for that public he, defender. He was defending himself. He pulled a he pulled, uh, that that gentleman pulled a knife on your daughter and that man, and he saved her life. Yeah, she wants to put a hit out on like, well, I'll bring your daughter back, but I can't kill anybody. <laughs> that would really fuck up my situation, right? Uh, but we also get a little alluding to a, a man named Santos, who uh, I guess the mother had also had a relationship with yeah. back in the day. And he's like, you don't want me to call Santos, do you? What? No, why would you do that? Oh, yeah, and then we get the flashback of the scene where uh, Sailor and the mom were in the bathroom at the, yeah. just before this whole thing. Yeah, and mom is DTF. Yeah. That's an awkward situation. <laughs> yeah, see, what would you do if my mom cornered you in a bathroom and... Oh, well, when that happened, I basically just said, no, thank you. I... Oh. Then she offered you a brownie. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm always down for a brownie. <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no but yeah it gets pretty aggressive and he's basically like no i'm i'm dating your daughter and you're fucking drunk and nuts and blah, blah. Yeah, not quite that vulgar he, he's pretty nice about it but then she's like you son bitch i have you killed well she tries to blackmail him first she's oh, like yeah. i know you used to do work for santos and if my daughter found out that would pr- you know i could have you sent to jail so you just got to do it and he's just like nah nah i'd, I'd rather kill you than 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 fuck yeah yeah so yeah we got a little flashback of that but then yeah they could they're going to California, but they want to go dancing first. Gotta go dancing. Where'd they go dancing, babe? Uh, some like heavy metal bar kind yeah. of place. And they're, just, they're like rocking out to like Metallica, basically. Uh, but then, uh, you know, Nick Cage is doing his little kung fu dancing, a little Elvis kung fu dancing right. that he does, which is amazing. Um, and Lula gets a little separated, and the guy just kind of starts bumping up on her, trying to yeah. get all freaky deaky. And of course, Sailor doesn't deal with that shit. Noob. He, uh, he, he, he's not hospitable of that. He's like, he, he the best part was he like, he basically just like stops the band. Right. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to apologize to her for doing that. And he's like, you don't want, the other guy's like, you don't want to mess with me. Oh yeah. And like makes fun of his jacket. And he says Please again, I'm not wearing a gay jacket. This is a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. <laughs> oh. You will apologize. And he like pops him in the face or something and makes him apologize. And then, and then everybody's just kind of standing around watching. And then, of course, Nicolas Cage does what anybody else would do. Gets the microphone tossed to him and starts singing Elvis tunes. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, not a dry panty in the house. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Lots of girls screaming. And or did we decide they were eagles? <laughs> screaming? <laughs> Mix mix a little bit of American Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course... Uh, Lula's DTF, so they go straight to Poundtown. Yeah. <laughs> and we get some more post-coital bed talk. Uh, we get the little backstory about how her daddy died in a fire. Yeah. And it's like, oh, her mom mentioned a fire when they were in the bathroom talking to Sailor. You may have oh. gotten too close to fire and you just might get burned. Yeah. So, you know, foreshadow, I guess. Uh, but then the mom... You know, Farragut's not catching up to him as fast as she would like, because, again, she's fucking insane. So she talks to Santos. Yeah. Don't put hit out on that boy. That's right. And Santos, uh, as you heard in the trailer, he's like, you want me to put a bullet in his brains. Yeah. But he has one condition for doing this. What is it, babe? Oh, shit, what was it? He wants to kill Farragut. That's right, he wants to kill Farragut, too. Yeah. And then she's like, what? No, no, I don't want that. I don't want... He's a friend of mine. I, I just, I just wanted the, my baby to be safe. And, and Santa, I love how Santa is like, look, do you want me to do it or not? And she's like, no. I'm like, Shh, it's okay. It's okay. I know what you really want. I know what you really want. He's like, yeah. no, I, I don't want you to do this now. I'm having second thoughts. Shh, it's okay. You don't have to say it, baby. I know it's exactly what you want. It's going to be all right. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, you know, Santos has a way, I guess. <laughs> a little mind uh, but on their way to California, they want to stop somewhere first. Where are they going to stop, Steve? New Orleans! Woo! The Crescent City! The Big Easy! Oh, yeah. So we get a little bit of them hanging out in New Orleans. Yeah, why uh, wouldn't you? Right? <laughs> you get a couple weird scenes of like people just randomly making noises on the fucking sidewalks <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck is going on? I, it's a David Lynch film. Yeah, exactly. That's how people talk, right? No, David, that's how you talk. There's a lot of bird noises in this for a movie with really no birds. Oh, yeah. There's, like, the dude with, like, the fucking chipmunk voice when they, like, go to one of the bars. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you think that noise is annoying, you should try watching the movie. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, uh, and Santos, of course, calls probably my favorite character in this entire movie. Mr. Reindeer. Oh, Mr. fucking Reindeer. <laughs> Babe, how would you describe Mr. Reindeer? Uh, Steve's dream for in 20 <laughs> yeah. years. He's some uh, sort of um, pimp assassin. Y- you know what? He is, um, he is like, uh, oh, in the John Wick uh, universe. Who, who's oh. the guy who manages the hotel? The concierge. The, well, there's the concierge, and then who's the concierge? Oh, boss? You know, Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the manager, I guess. He's yeah, the manager. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, like, people have to uh, give him a silver dollar to put in for uh, what they want done. Yep. Then he contacts people. Steve, who were his assistants? Oh, he has some lovely... Bear- okay, so the first time we see this guy, he's on the phone, on the shedder. Yeah. With a lovely lady dancing, I don't know, four feet away from him there in the bathroom. Totally topless. Just having this conversation. You don't see her until they, like, pan back and they're halfway in the conversation. And he's like, you'll need to send me two silver dollars. and Through the mail slot. Through the mail slot with the description. And we will take care of the situation for you. And then you start seeing the dancing girl and it's like, uh, what is going on? (laughs) Steve, do you want me to start dancing topless while you're on the shutter? That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. When's the next time we see Mr. Reindeer? Oh, the next time we see Mr. Reindeer, uh, he has received the silver dollars in the mail. He's at some sort of fancy dinner party? No, before that, he's just sitting in a chair with two oh, that's right. chicks uh, attending to him. That's right. Drinks. They're like basically like fanning him or feeding him grapes or some shit. I think one has drinks and one's got a fan or something. Yeah. Because yeah. they're talking about somebody borrowed one of their lipsticks. I'm like, God, she's such a bitch. Such a bitch. And yeah. he's like, quiet ladies, the phone is ringing. <laughs> <laughs> He was, like, sort of, like, tender yeah. about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, you, you know I don't have to tell you twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's, like, the, the weird dinner party where there's, like, mm-hmm. the person, like, breathing fire. <laughs> she was topless, too. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that's how you have a yeah. proper dinner party. Oh, yeah, Mr. Reindeer's fucking awesome. I want a movie about Mr. Reindeer. And we also meet the uh, the assassins that he hires, the... Uh, I don't know if the lady was supposed to be, like, blind, but she had, like, the leg that was, like, in the, 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 fake the stirrups leg, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the, and, the like, yeah, voodoo the stro- guy. And she had the stroke cane. From, yeah. yeah the, she's some sort of assassin from New Orleans. And then her lover, and then her lover's gimp, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting fellows that pop up for, I don't know, three minutes of screen time in this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, we also get some more. Oh, God, I've written down uh, some other post-coital talk. Uh, where she talks about how uh, how amazing Sailor's cock is and yeah. how sometimes when it's inside of her, it's like it's talking to her. In its own little voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe he says she's uh, dangerously cute or something. You're dangerously cute when you're talking about stuff like that, sweetie. <laughs> and then I assume, again, post-coital, uh, he gives a little... I, I don't know if this was like a story about his first time or whatever. But he talks about a uh, boner with a capital O. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but this, oh my gosh, the so boner. many, so many things in this movie trickle down into oh every other Nick Cage movie. Cause... It's true. It's true. I think this character is is the origin story for at least seven of his characters. The origins for like Castor Troy. Mm-hmm. Like this could be a part of the sequel for that uh, for uh, Face Off. Uh, Con Air. Obviously, yeah. we talked about the lawyer. Uh, and in this story, this again is another face-off one where uh, talk, he's talking about, I guess, his first time having sex uh, with the, this girl. And uh, she spreads her legs wide open and says, go ahead and take a bite of peach. Woo! <laughs> oh, baby, you better get me back to the hotel because you got me hotter than Georgia asphalt. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, a scene in the middle of this movie I like to call the Nick Cage fuckfest because they yeah. apparently just go for two, three solid minutes of fading to red and then back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, then we get the story about Cousin Dale. Oh my god! So she, this is just showing that she comes from a family of insanity. Absolutely, right? uh, all all the backstories and postcoital talk just make you think. Okay. The these people are insane. All right, I get it. Yeah. So, babe, what's the deal? What What is Cousin Dale's favorite holiday? <laughs> Christmas, of course. It's everybody's. Even Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. Check it. Mm. Mm. Mel Brooks. It's definitely his favorite. Fifty percent of uh, the show's hosts disagree with you. What? Pickles, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you don't like Catsmas? He prefers 420. Uh, of course he does. And to support, support Mr. Pickles 420, you can support us at <laughs> patreon.com. Keep pickles on pot. <laughs> but yeah, but Cousin Dale is uh, absolutely insane. Uh, he wants every day to be Christmas. Yeah. But uh, Christmas is ruined because of the aliens wearing black gloves who want to probe his anus. Yep. And one day his mom is going to make him realize that he's the alien in the black gloves that wants to probe his anus. What is it? What are his other hobbies include? He really likes making sandwiches in the middle of the night. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene. Oh my God. So there's a scene where he's made like, I don't know, a hundred, 150 fucking sandwiches. Yep. Like they're stacked up on the countertop or Dale, whatever. What are you doing? I'm making lunch. I'm making my lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We mentioned cousin Dale's played by Crispin Glover. Yeah. Fucking so awesome. perfect. <laughs> so yeah. that's the origin story for uh, Willard. Oh, oh yeah, we got. <laughs> well, saying we got the story about him putting like cockroaches up his butt and stuff. It's like, oh wow, David, what are we talking about here? Uh, and right after we his get mama that story, caught him throw putting a cockroach right on his anus. Yeah, smash cut to African wild dogs tearing a gazelle apart or something. Steve's favorite. One of Steve's oh yeah, favorite I was like, oh, what's going on now? And then we cut back, and it's Harry Dean Stanton just. Chilling in a hotel room, watching TV, and barking yeah. at the dogs. Like we've all been there. <laughs> uh, but then he gets a he gets a call at his hotel. Who could this be? Oh, hi, Marietta. It's Lula's mom's name. If I hadn't mentioned that before, and uh, Marietta is telling her like, um, "Baby, there's there's something I gotta tell you. I, I gotta do it in person. Like, why can't you just tell me over the phone?" Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No, I got, I got to, cause, uh, 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 I'm a crazy bitch. No, she doesn't but say I, it, but. Babe, if I'm going to catch these kids, they're getting ready to leave for Texas. I have to leave New Orleans tonight. Oh, I'll be there in the morning. We'll, we'll have a nice fancy French dinner and then I can tell you what I got to tell you. I mean, okay, but they're going to have a head start on us. By the way, fun fact, she never does end up telling him what she wants to tell him. What is it that she wants to tell him? Uh, probably that Santos is on the way to fucking kill him. But, you know, can't say that over a phone or, hey, remember that Santos guy I said I'd never talk to? Yeah, he might be meeting up with you. So run, squirrel, run. But no, (laughs) that never happens because, again, crazy bitch. Don't like her. Oh, we didn't talk about the part where she covers herself in red lipstick. Oh, that's that's. Yeah. Yeah. She just fucking covers herself in lipstick and. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we go back to Sailor and Lula. They're driving across Texas, which is fucking long and boring. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Little Pickles? Mr. Pickles is falling down the stairs. Dumbass. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Did he hurt himself? Just sad little meow after tumbling down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Well. We're down here. Forgot where we were. (laughs) moron i love him <laughs> but he's so dumb yeah but uh they're, they're driving on the way to san antonio uh but they're listening to the radio and lula flips out over the news because it's all these stories about people that were like raping bodies and found with seven people and they're tr- dead in their trailer and everything is death and murder and rape and torture and rape yep said rape twice i like rape there you go <laughs> Yeah, so she freaks the fuck out, and of course they're like, "All right, pull over. Let's let's find some music, and you know, get some music on. And they just start dancing there on the side of the road, and blah 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 blah." And there's, there's also a scene where like Nicholas Cage is the one changing the radio, and as soon as he finds it, he does a front flip out of the Cadillac, Woo! like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get back in the car, and then we start listening to "Wicked Game" by Chris Isaac, as you heard in the trailer. I was wondering when that the song was going to come into the movie. <laughs> Apparently, more than halfway through. I know you know what the 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 death metal song is in the, in the movie more than oh absolutely than the song that probably the movie's known for yeah yeah and it's it's like I was trying to play like I know who this is I know who this is like I swear it's like Metallica but it's probably like Megadeth or something Dr- drowning pool stereo med something like that it's not stereo med I don't know if those people around in 1990 but I'll go with it <laughs> yeah but then uh, and then while they're driving again. This is when Sailor has to spill the beans about him working for Santos and being a driver <laughs> for him and yep. that he was at a house fire and it was her house when her dad died. Doing a job for Santos. Yep. He didn't set the fire or anything, just that he was there and he didn't know until later that it was her house and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we go back to the hotel where uh, back in New Orleans where... Harry Dean Stanton and uh, uh, the mom are having dinner, uh, and they're basically like, "Oh, let's just let's just go back, and we'll, well, just the two of us. It'll be nice." And blah blah blah. Like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna get my stuff, and I'll meet you down the lobby in ten minutes." Well, of course, that leaves Harry Dean Stanton getting got. 
Um, yeah, so they basically just jump him in his hotel room. Yeah, drag and, him off. Yeah. By the way, I thought at that point he was already dead. Oh, yeah, I, I assumed that, like, the hotel manager was going to come down like, <laughs> oh, man, my God, uh, you, you were a friend of the person in 312 or whatever, right? <laughs> oh, no, we get another, we get a different weird scenario oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. Steve, what happens with... <laughs> With those, uh, with, with the hotel manager and then a bunch of disabled guys? Yeah, yeah. apparently, like, the hotel manager and I assume, like, a concierge and a housekeeping person, they're all conservatively in their 70s and 80s. And they're all on, like, f- fucking crutches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like, <coughs> uh, she's like, but he was supposed to meet me down here. That was, like, an hour ago and I don't know where he is. Like, oh, well, bam, I, I don't know. Oh, and then, like, yeah, one really old guy in the back's like, oh, ma'am, I forgot to give you this. And it's a fucking letter. And the letter says, gone fishing, maybe buffalo hunting later. And then she has the most realistic reaction of the entire movie. Yeah. Buffalo hunting? What the fuck is buffalo hunting? What the fuck does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? And I feel like that was her kind of breaking script. Or breaking well, character. Ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. It's just this is the letter from your lover yeah. who was staying at our hotel. Yeah, so then... Uh, that was when Santos Oh, Santos shows, shows up. up. That's right. <laughs> and Santos is like, bitches, leave. No. <laughs> well, how rude. I never... <laughs> yeah, hobble, the, hobble, hobble, hobble. Yeah, the old guys slowly walk out of the way, as is David Lynch's way. David Lynch really has an obsession with people with, like, damaged lim- limbs, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like Tarantino with feet. You know, it's it's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's his it's his signature on his masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, basically Santos is like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm taking care of business, we can go back and Did you kill him? Like I didn't do anything to him. <laughs> I personally yeah. never touched him and I never will. Smash cut to Harry Dean Stanton tied up in, I don't know, some fucking basement somewhere. Or I yeah, don't know what. With a witchy woman and her voodoo lover and his voodoo gimp. Yep, just around <laughs> him and just dancing around. And I think it's time to go on the buffalo hunt. Yeah, the buffalo hunt. Ah! Yeah. Hey, do it, baby. Don't worry, mister. I got this big gun right behind your head. <laughs> but once she gets going, I can't all stop her. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, long story short, after a minute or two of pointless nonsense, yeah, Harry Dean Stan gets shot in the back of the head. He game did. Over. Game over, man. This uh, isn't a game, man. This is my life. Oh, yeah, and then there's the scene where they're driving across Texas and they come across the, the cra- a crashed car by the side yep. of the freeway. Mm-hmm. And basically there's like a couple bodies lying around because they just fucking plowed into a tree or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, the but, only tree for miles yeah right they found a tree in texas and they were damn sure gonna hit it apparently <laughs> um and then there but there's one other person walking around yep she's looking for her purse yep who is it steve Sherilyn finn oh it wouldn't be a david lynch movie without her that's right uh but yeah she's wandering around looking for her purse she obviously has blood gushing kind of from her head from uh, her head, from her hip, from her chest. Yeah. She's in a bad way. Yeah, and the girl's like, uh, man, you gotta get in the car. We can take you to a hospital. And she's like, I, I just gotta find my purse. I just gotta find my purse. Oh, I just gotta find it. Jerry, uh, where's my uh, purse? Jerry! Jerry, wake up. Where's my purse? I need my lipstick. It's in my purse. And eventually she just dies right there in front of him. She and- died right in front of us, sailor. Why would she do that to us? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the next morning... They pull up into the lovely town of Big Tuna, Texas. Yo, is that a real place? God, I hope not. Um, I am gonna look it up right it, now. It looks a lot like the Salton Sea. <laughs> like I assume, same kind of people living out there. Yeah, you ever been through the uh, through that that old Salton Sea before? I saw a documentary once. It's mm, a lot. Yeah, good times. Let's see, sorry, Big Tuna, Texas. Is it like Kehoe, Colorado? F- fictional t- Texas town from the movie Wild at Heart. There you go. But uh, Sailor needs to talk to somebody that he knows, uh, played by Isabella Rossellini. I don't think I ever heard what her name was, so we're just going to call her Isabella. Uh, basically, she handles, I don't know, the uh, telephone board for assassins in the in the area yeah, or apparently. something. 
Um, and yeah, of course, she, she's the, the the assassin operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of those operators from, again from the John Wick universe. Yeah. Um, and of course, Sailor is like, "Hey, I need to know if there's been a hit put out on me. Could you tell me?" She's like, "Oh yeah, there's there's no hit out on you. I haven't heard anything." Yeah. By the way, wearing the most realistic outfit that a woman would totally just wear in the middle of Texas totally. in a small, an air conditioned apartment. Um, strappy little black leather dress and high heels. Yeah. And a wig that is barely attached to her head. <laughs> like, it really is. Like, they didn't even try. Well, the thing is that, though, it's in, like, the same position every time, so it's like it that's choice? part of her character is that her wig is poorly attached. Yeah. It's weird. But, yeah, so Sailor and Lula, they figure they're just going to hide out there for a little bit until stuff cools down or whatever. So they check into... Oh, and they're also running out of money, so they got to find someplace cheap to hang out. So they go to this motel, and uh, Lula barfs on the carpet. Yeah. Like, oh, I must got a little car sick or whatever. Like, okay, I know where this Can is Can we heading. just hang out here for a couple of days? Yeah, sure, baby. Uh, then they meet, of course, David Lynch rando fucking characters in this motel. Yeah. All of which are fucking insane. But none as insane as... Bobby Piru. A.K.A. Willem Dafoe. He's yeah. They're filming one of those pornos, Texas style. <laughs> What's a Texas style porno, babe? Well, you don't you know everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So we get more topless ladies. More topless plus size ladies. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Fresh off the shoot. Uh, we find out Bobby Peru, uh, again, played by Willem Dafoe. He's a, uh, a Vietnam vet. Uh, I guess for Marine and... He has apparently seen some shit. Uh, imagine Willem Dafoe, young Willem Dafoe, still grotesque goblin-like face, but... So, Aww. So, so, <laughs> he I, has I, a, I'm sorry, not grotesque. A very very chiseled a, features. A, he has a unique face. A very I, unique face. Yeah, I, my apologies, Mr. Dafoe. You are a very handsome man. I Just, uh, you frighten the hell out of me. Especially when you have this fucking john waters that pencil mustache, thin mustache really makes him look freaky yeah and and the teeth uh they're like fucking yeah. rotted out teeth and yeah yeah they yeah. really they really grossed him up for that well then uh yeah so after meeting them for a bit they was like uh, uh babe i'd rather i'm not feeling well i'm gonna go back to the hotel room you want to come with me yeah sure baby pie <laughs> or whatever the fuck he calls her uh oh what is it peanut 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 that's right so they go back to the motel room, and Lula's like, there's something I won't tell you, but I'm just going to write it down, because I don't know if I can say it. Oh, they dragged this scene out so long, and we all fucking get it. She's preggers. Yeah, she is with child. I think I'm pregnant from this movie, Steve. They did so much fucking... <laughs> did Nicholas so much... Cage impregnate you in this movie? I think he possibly... Steve, you might be pregnant, too. We should both get tested. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we got to the next morning. Sailors like changing the oil in the car or whatever, and uh, Bobby Peru knocks on the motel room door while Lula's there. And is like, ah, I'm sorry, I, I, can I use your toilet? I really gotta go. By the way, she's wearing a teddy and oh, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Because again, some of the most realistic, you know, portrayals of how women just oh. hang out. Oh, absolutely. But uh, Bobby uh, uses the toilet, comes out, and just starts fucking talking and oh yeah it just kind of slowly but just all of a sudden he just starts flipping out he's basically like i'm gonna fuck you you're gonna pick it's just like 10 minutes of him whispering and groping her going i'm gonna fuck you say say fuck me fuck me fuck me fuck me fuck me fuck me ladies and gentlemen this goes on for like three solid minutes i swear to god oh my god it's so creepy and then finally just to get him get him to By the way, get away from new, like choking her that's out that's our new ringtone oh yeah fuck me. Fuck me. it's gonna be like my work ringtone but uh but yeah but then she just whispers fuck me and he goes i'd love to i'm sure i will later but i got stuff to do <laughs> and leaves the room and it's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then, and uh, Lord and Jess standing there crying. Yeah, she should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, he's like, clicks her heels and stuff. Like, because I don't know oh. if you guys know about this. This movie is basically David Lynch telling uh, 
the Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the Wizard of Oz stuff. They keep portraying her mom as like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, and she talks about and... it's somewhere under the rain, over the rainbow, and oh, drive down the yellow brick road, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's pointless. <laughs> so wait, does that make Willem Dafoe the Scarecrow? Or, I don't know, one of those flying monkeys? I think maybe I he's a flying monkey? Okay, I don't know. One of, the, one of those uh, trees throwing apples? <laughs> he's got the facial features, that's for sure. Right? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. He's the uh, the pumpkin-headed guy from... Oh, from Return to Oz? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when are we doing Return to Oz? Next week! <laughs> he's one of the heads in a case. Ugh. So, yeah, Bobby meets up with Sailor... And uh, basically is like, hey, you want to go have a beer? Yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, basically uh, Bobby says like, hey, I know you're kind of into some some bad stuff, but uh, how'd you like to make some quick money? Yep. You don't have to do anything. I just need a lookout guy. Just need a lookout. We're just going to rob a feed store. They usually have $5,000 in the safe. Half of it's yours. And of course he is a long time. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to get out of this stuff. But he's like, well, but, but Lula's pregnant, isn't she? Wait, did she tell you she was pregnant? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we chatted earlier. No big deal. When did you talk? Earlier this afternoon. No big deal. Don't worry about it. So you in or out? I, I mean, I do have a child to provide for now. There you go. Uh, then we get some more uh, bedside talk when he eventually goes home, like 10 o'clock at night. Right? After um, having a few drinks. Yeah. And basically, he says, like, yeah, I'm going to help Bobby out get some money. And this is where we get the roll credits moment where... Lula's kind of freaking out and says, The whole world's wild and heart and weird on tap. What does that even mean? Uh, I don't know. Ask David Lynch. Coming I'll next week. <laughs> oh my God. If we get David Lynch for an interview, <gasps> I don't know if we would be able to keep a straight face. <laughs> next know, week. I, I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> like, Mr. Lynch, thank you for joining us. That's great, buddy. All right. Uh, you tell us a little bit about uh, I had some gr- creamed corn for lunch. I think it would be really interesting to put into a film. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, have you ever had creamed corn? I, I, I have. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's but... really very fascinating to look at. I think we should put it into a film somehow. I, I, I think you did. Um, both in a television series and a film. I, uh, By the way, Gar- I... Garmin Boja or something like that. I I pulled that out because apparently that's word for it a conversation he had with <laughs> a guest of this podcast I will not name. <laughs> <laughs> and to find out who that is, go back to our past interviews. <laughs> <laughs> did he bring that up on this here podcast or did we hear that on his podcast? I think we heard that on his podcast. Yeah, I mean, it was on his podcast. So check out his podcast, whoever he may be. Listen to all the podcasts of all our past guests. <laughs> I'm sure it, I'm sure at least one of them has a podcast. Brendan, I'm looking at you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby goes, Bobby Peru, he goes to see uh, Isabella, Isabella Rossellini back at the, I don't know, call center or whatever. Right. And uh, basically that's where we find out Bobby's got the silver dollar. So he's got the hit for Sailor. Oh, no. Um, So the next morning, uh, Sailor's like waiting for Bobby to pull up and he pulls up and Isabella's there, too. What the hell is she doing here? ah, Don't worry about it. She's going to help us out. She's going to be the the driver or whatever. Shit. All right. Well, that's cool. Let's go do this, I guess. So they go to the feed store. Yeah. And uh, Bobby and Sailor go in with shotguns and they rob the place. But then Bobby opens fire. What the fuck are you doing? This is supposed to be a quick in and out. (laughs) You're next. Fuck. And then Sailor likes try shooting him, but realizes the gun doesn't work or he's got dummy bullets. (laughs) It's a dummy, you dummy. But then Bobby Prue gets attracted by the other guy who's got a gun now behind the counter. Fires him. Sailor goes running out. Oh, by the way, the cops rolled up outside and they were kind of talking to Isabella. So now they hear guns going off and they're coming out. Oh, she runs that cop over and oh, yeah. pulls out. She pulls a fucking Rockford out of there. She is gone. 
so Sailor like dives down, puts his hands behind his legs. The cops like, and Bobby comes out. And the cops like, put the gun down. And Bobby's like raising the shotgun. So the cop opens fire, and the cop didn't go to the school of stormtroopers because he hits them like four or five times. But the real fatal shot to Bobby comes from Bobby's own shotgun as he oh, falls out of the bitch, blows his head right the fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very Tarantino moment there. Right? Ah, shit. So yeah, so Bobby's dead. Sailor gets thrown in jail. We see him behind the bars again. And we get the little note uh, that, like, Lula wrote to him or whatever, saying she's going to name their child Pace, whether it's a boy or a girl. it's a boy or a girl. It's like, uh, of course, that makes sense. I mean, Pace is a good name, right? Pace is a fine name. It's all right. Um, And then we get the title card. Five years, ten months, and twenty-one days later. Woo! Oh yeah, Lula's going with their their child to pick up Sailor at the train station. Their son. Yep, their son Pace. Hmm. Uh, they see an accident along the way, but the one just drive. Mama, keeps... you almost got us killed. No, baby, we're just gonna go see. So they go see Sailor. You know, shakes hands with the son. Whatever. Three of them hop in the car. Oh, yeah, that's right. When they first meet up, uh, Sailor has a present for their child. What is it, babe? It's a little lion. A little plush lion. Because they're wild at heart. It's not It's not a plush bunny, though, like in Conair. Oh, shit. Steve thought it was a bunny at first. I did. I'm like, oh, my God, is there going to be like a filth-covered bunny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the three of them hop in the Cadillac. They drive a couple miles down the road. Yep. Um, and then they Lula Lula starts crying, so she pulls over. She just needs a couple of minutes. She's just so overwhelmed. And Nicolas Cage says, "Hey, you know what? You're crying like a little bitch, and you're scaring our kid. I'm gonna go back to the train station." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, wait, fuck you. Wait, what? Like, no, you were doing just fine without me. You'll do. No, I'm a single mom in some sort of strange town with an abandoned train station. Our son is doing fine. No, he's not. Our son is already selling meth on the streets. Did you see his haircut? You're better off without me. I bring nothing but trouble. You know what? I could really use a second income. I am a single mother. You know what? I disowned my family. I gotta go. Shit. I waited for you. Yep, thanks, Joe. And at this point, I was expecting to be like, I like men now. Right? (laughs) It's been a long time in the clink, and you know my sex drive. (laughs) So 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 he leaves, and he does get fucked by some guys. (laughs) Yeah, basically he walks like, I don't know, maybe maybe a mile down the road. Like like 10 minutes walking down the road. Yeah, he's basically just the next street over. And then like a dozen dudes just pop out of nowhere oh, oh, like it's, surround him it, it's like it's it's the the gang from uh from west side story they're like <laughs> yeah it's like like your snakeskin jacket boy <laughs> and uh he uh, he inquires uh <laughs> he inquires about their sexuality and they he, take yeah he says what do you f words want and then can we say fucker on this podcast oh. uh the other one yeah <laughs> Um, and they beat his ass. Uh, but during his brief period of unconsciousness, uh, oh, Jesus. he gets a visit from the Witch of the North. The good witch. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she drops the sage-like wisdom that if you're truly wild at heart, you'll fight for your dreams. <gasps> and, Thank you, gentlemen. I just had a, <laughs> a mind-opening experience. Uh, 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 i apologize for questioning your sexuality earlier <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah it's like what the fuck is going and then he screams lula and just runs and i guess catches up with her because <laughs> of course she was stuck in traffic i assume 100 feet from where where did all this off. traffic come from because that place was fucking empty yeah, oh, the whole town was empty except for you know fucking warriors or whoever yeah. came out and said i or the, the sharks. <laughs> but yeah, so runs on top of cars. Uh, you know, while everybody's in traffic, runs over their cars, stands on the hood, gets her up there, and they start singing Love Me Tender right there Love on the hood as the credits tender. roll. Love, Love me true. true. 
Take me to your heart. Yep, uh, the full song too, everybody. Oh, it's the full song. I highly recommend watching it at speed and a half. <laughs> Actually, speed and a half, it's more like the original version. Isn't right? It? Oh, it's a out. super slowed down version, so you would need to watch it at speed and a half. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, that's Wild at Heart. Jesus. Babe, would you recommend Wild Heart? The, the Wild Heart or Wild at Wild Heart? Wild at Heart. Oh, this is a tough one. It is a gr- it is a Nicolas Cage movie. It's Nicolas Cage with David Lynch and Willem Dafoe together at last, thirty years ago. Yeah, but this is you know what? Yes, because I need to know what I watched. I still don't know what I watched. <laughs> if you like The Wizard of Oz, you should watch Wild at Heart. Right. <laughs> I'd recommend it, but only if you're like a Nicolas Cage fan or a David Lynch fan. Shout yeah. out to Brent. Woo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was my first time watching it. I don't know how I've missed this before. I, yeah, I'd it's hard to find. You know, we were talking about this. You really can only find like three David Lynch movies. The rest of them are difficult to find. Even yeah. Fire Walk With Me is difficult to get. Yeah. It took us two years to get it. Yeah, yeah, we were just waiting for like it pop up on, you know, for less than like a five hundred dollar bootleg of a VHS bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say check it out if you can. Yeah, or want to, you'll know. Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break. What? And we come back. Oh, babe. Wait, we're coming back. We've got fun facts about this movie. We do. And more beer. <gasps> and we also want to share what we learned from. Well, it hurt. I learned all about peach juice. Hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning pod coins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listing now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code STEVEIZZY, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. One man trying to make a difference. These rats could help us find the cures to literally all disease and ailments. They're also my friends. I've even taught them to sign, and I can understand them. <laughs> oh, Snuggles, you're too much. But doing good can come at a cost. I don't understand. Snuggles is growing at a tremendous rate. What's the serum VX8? No. No, no, that was an experimental growth hormone for plants that helped cure world hunger, but if it was injected into Snuggles, who did this? Dr. Caster Goodspeed, you work for us. You need to remember that. Your creations are our creations. What have you done? What have you put this into? I've changed the world. There are reports of a dragon in the swamps of New Orleans. That's not a dragon. That's a chameleon with bat wings. Jub-Jub. You injected Jub-Jub? He's gone! Snuggles is gone! There are now also reports of a giant nutria terrorizing Canal Street. That's Snuggles. We have to get to the French Quarter. 
Snuggles, it's okay. It's me. I'm your friend. What are you so afraid of? No. Not the bees. Not the bees! Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage. Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei. Academy Award winner Christopher Walken. Alright, alright, alright. I heard you had some vermin that needs some exterminating. And Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> From the director of San Andreas, Rampage, and Cats and Dogs The Revenge of Kitty Galore. What do you say, Snuggles? Let's take them out. You get the bee with porcupine quills and acid spit, and I'll get Jump Jump. Rat Cage. Coming this summer. Straight to DVD. Whoa. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. They get better every week. Moolah! Moolah! I agree. I love those ads the way Sailor loves Lula. Oh, Super freaky. Super freaky. <laughs> those ads are a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. I'd like a bite of peach with those ads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, babe. It's getting weird. <laughs> I'm getting a little thirsty. What, uh, what you got over Obviously, there? we're too sober for this. Well, obviously. <laughs> we have another beer from Squatters. Ooh. Outer Darkness. Russian-style Imperial Stout. Oh, shit. With fire eyes. It's the Brewer's Reserve. Outer Darkness Imperial Stout is one of the most intensely flavored beers a brewer can create. Outer Darkness goes through multiple mashes to achieve its... High original gravity. Outer Darkness has 65 IBUs, is black as night, cold cellared like a Siberian winter. We hope you la- you like have as much fun drinking it as we did making it. 10.5% alcohol by volume. That'll do. Woo! Woo! We'll be as sober as David Lynch is when he directs. <laughs> I am actually a very top. responsible drinker. <laughs> How do you feel about creamed corn? <laughs> Damn it, I'm blowing our David Lynch interview. And the poor. And the poor. Holy fuck, Steve. This is... Yeah, that's like velvet coming out of there. (laughs) This is... Wow. Oh, wow. The head on this is like almost mahogany. It's like coffee, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is like my morning coffee. This is darker than my morning coffee. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of cream and sugar in yours, but... I don't do any sugar in my coffee. Oh, well, whatever. But a lot of cream. I like some some coffee with my cream. Yeah. But yeah, this Cheers is pitch black. Ooh, yeah. It smells like booze. This smells like booze and, and a chocolate. little bit of chocolate. Yeah. And yeah, just like a little bit of bitter. Steve's going in for the sip. Mm. Oh shit, I think he's got an erection. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> rich, velvety texture, very chocolatey. Mm. A lot of like roasted. Like, oh shit. Like wow, dark chocolate. That burns a little bit. Yeah, well, 10.5% <laughs> it better. Yeah, Steve, you better get lot, me. I like the Imperial stat we made. You better get me upstairs. I'm as hot as Georgia asphalt. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <sighs> and we're back. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, good stuff. I'd highly recommend Outer Darkness yeah. from Squatters Brewery. So, Steve, do we have any fun facts, super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Oh, we do, babe. Woo! Any guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score with the critics on this one is? <laughs> See, David Lynch movies are hard because the critics go back and forth because they'll give a bunch of them a bad reviews in a row and then everybody will be like, no, 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 this one was actually interesting and deep. And then they'll give a random one a good score because they were like, fuck, we missed out on the last one. So which one is this? Oh, this is after Fire Walk With Me? No, uh, before Fire Walk With Me, right after, um, shit, what was it? Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. I'm going to say this one is going to be suspiciously high because I mean, I guess they missed the boat on Blue Velvet and a, 
and Blue Velvet's generally regarded as a good movie. Um, I'm gonna say 85. 65% with critics. Woo! 81% though with the audience. There we go. So there you go. This is actually a lot like Natural Born Killers before Natural Born Killers or True Romance. Like, it's one of those kind of weird ass, I don't know, Bunny Clyde kind of stories, I guess. Even though they didn't really do a whole lot of crimes. They didn't know. They yeah. were trying to escape crimes. The yeah. only crimes they committed were were because was because Sailor felt like pushed into it. Yeah. But he was they were leaving so that they could get out of that life and go start a life on their own. Yeah. Well, this was also the movie one of the movies Nicolas Cage did right after uh, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, snap. And uh he stated that Wild at Heart helped him get away from method acting. Uh, apparently david lynch's spontaneous rewrites and the film's odd characters helped him be more playful with his acting all right so this helped nicholas cage become the greatest living actor Woo! yeah uh the snakeskin jacket that sailor wears in the movie was actually nicholas cage's own (gasps) he brought it with him of course he did what does that snakeskin jacket represent again babe it represents his individuality and his feeling of uh personal freedom or belief in personal freedom. Sorry, that's it. Do we need to get you a snakeskin jacket? No. You you don't wear jackets. I don't wear jackets, <laughs> especially snakeskin. Uh, any kind of skin jacket, Steve is not into. Nope, I'm good. Uh, but Cage asked the director David Lynch if he could just wear the film in the movie as a tribute to Marlon Brando's role in The Fugitive Kind from 1960. Oh shit! After filming was completed, Cage gave his jacket to Laura Dern. Aww. And a fun side note. The Fugitive Kind, that movie, was based on a play called Orpheus Descending by Diane Ladd's cousin, Tennessee Williams. Oh, shit! Laura Dern's parents, Diane Ladd, who played her mom in this movie, and of course, Bruce Dern is her father. You know know who Bruce Dern is, right? Yeah! Uh, They met while appearing in a 1961 stage production of Orpheus Descending. Oh, shit! That's a cool fucking case. Exactly. <laughs> that is a weird old tale. That, that is why Nicolas Cage gave her that jacket. Oh, though. yeah. Like, I she see. probably said that, like, he probably mentioned, like, yeah, I got this jacket and it was inspired by this. And she was like, oh, that's how my parents met. And he's like, well, fuck, here. There you go. <laughs> All right, now we get into the really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Steve can't keep a straight face. Willem Dafoe is actually urinating in the toilet when he goes to visit Laura Dern and yeah. asks to piss, in, piss on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, apparently, Dafoe had drunk a lot of bottled water and really needed to go. <laughs> Only later did he find out that the toilet was not a working one and some <laughs> poor crew member had to clean it up. Yeah! Uh, somebody, Somebody's grandpa tells stories about cleaning up Willem Dafoe's piss. Right. <laughs> You see that shot right there to clean that fucker's piss up. <laughs> All right, babe. I don't know if you noticed in the uh, trailer, but it said this one best picture at the Cannes Film Festival in 1990. Did it? It did. But there's more. <laughs> Cannes Film Festival's uh, water supply had been switched for vodka that year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so much wine. Yeah. LSD had been dropped into the water table. <laughs> The MPAA told David Lynch that the version of Wild at Heart that was screened at Con would receive an X rating in North America unless some cuts were made, as the NC-17 rating wasn't in effect until later that year, um, at the time of the film's release. Uh, the director was contractually obligated to deliver an R-rated film. He made one change in the scene where a character shoots his own head off with a shotgun. Spoiler alert, Bobby Peru. Uh, Gunsmoke was added to tone down the blood and hide the removal of the character's head from the body. Yeah. Um, Also, apparently there was another cut made to this movie. Originally, after Johnny Farragut, uh, Perry Dean Stanton, was killed by Juana and her henchmen, there was a sex scene involving Juana and Reggie. Oh. Test audiences found the scene to be too disturbing and half of the audience walked out. Ah! That was been a hell of a sex scene. Right? Well, I'm I'm sure the uh, the head canoe was involved with it, probably. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. W- would you have walked out? <laughs> yeah. Mm, if she was fucking a headless corpse? Yeah. Nah. I would definitely be uh, be be like waiting for the squishy noises to end while covering my eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell me when it's over. Just yeah. tell me when it's over. So, babe. 
Steve. What did we learn from Wild at Heart? I learned that Lauren Dern is hotter than Georgia asphalt. <laughs> I learned that snakeskin jacket is a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. <laughs> I'm having trouble with what I learned in this movie because I don't know what I watched. <laughs> Um, I didn't hate it, but I just don't know what it is. I learned what buffalo hunting means in, uh, in, in cur- current times. Yeah, right? Jesus. <laughs> Did you, though? Does it mean you're in a threesome with a voodoo priestess, oh, yeah. her lover, and his gimp? And yeah, then they're about to shoot on? you in the back of the head, and then you can hunt the buffalo, because most of them are dead. Uh, yeah, see? Uh, I also learned, this whole world is wild and hard and weird <laughs> on tap. Uh. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening yes, to us thank you so much and helping us celebrate nick august gage Woo! uh babe where can they find some amazing art if they were looking for it ah well hopefully by the time i don't know by the time this is released the shop's probably not going to be well tuesday yeah so the shop is not quite open yet but you can totally follow my shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com and as soon as i have my big reopening i'm gonna have a sale and a bunch of new products it's gonna be great i just have to unpack them (laughs) so yeah so go ahead and follow me on etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com in the meantime if you just desperately need some movie monsters who love kittens or I went through and painted every American Kennel Club recognized dog breed. You can get that as a poster and all that over on Redbubble under Izzy Creates. That's all one word. I-Z-Z-Y-C-R-E-A-T-E-S. Or you can also find all my stuff on t-shirts and mugs and sweaters and all kinds of fun stuff at Untidy Venus over on the uh, That There Tea Public. That's right. And of course, if you're looking for the finest in aromatherapy and essential oils... Check out frankieandmurr.com where yeah. you find all that stuff. And if you use the special code untidy at checkout, you save 15% on your purchase. And uh, shipping on orders over $35, completely free. Always free. Always. So fantastic. Oh my gosh. And yeah. that code is untidy. Untidy. I'm not going to lie. We moved into a new house and adjusting to the new noises has made sleep a little more difficult. I've definitely been using my 40 Winks Rolly a lot. Just roll a little on my temples. I roll a little on the bottom of my feet via the lavender and frankincense and myrrh and uh, vetiver just soothes me right to sleep. Plus, my bed smells amazing now because it's got it on it. Yeah. Steve, uh, what is it that you keep in your uh, your work drawer? Oh, I got my uh, staying alive. Um, yeah, what what was in that? It was like cinnamon. Or that something? one's got cinnamon, clove, lemon, eucalyptus, and rosemary. Yeah, great. Which smell. are all antimicrobial. So if somebody's got a cold, um, you can spray that, and it'll actually kill things in the air. Yeah, and, kill them all. And it smells fantastic. It smells very like holiday, kind of spicy ish quite masculine for my sexy man that's me (laughs) (laughs) and of course you can follow us at eilf movies that's everything i learned from movies on twitter facebook and instagram uh check out our back episodes we have uh like our castaway game show episodes we have some great interviews hopefully a couple really good ones coming up for nick august oh guys cross your fingers for us we may have some great ones coming up we seen a little bit extra good karma yeah Uh, But until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned From from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Lula! Love me.